0: Greetings, everyone. This is uh, Kevin for podcast for me. And if you're listening to this, that's awesome. If you're not, then it's just me listening to it. (laughs) Because that's how I roll. So uh, I've been busy, you know, last week. You know, the holidays and such. So I got this podcast out there as soon as I could within the week. Trying to keep my minimum quota of one po- minimum of one podcast per week that's the plan so uh that's what i did uh let's see christmas eh, it's okay you can't really say it's bad mm, if you're having a bad christmas that sucks my christmas was so-so you know and then uh got new year's to look forward to we're gonna do this some dave and buster's buffet thing that's gonna be pretty tight so yeah let's that's enough about me huh um let's do some news I was reading the news uh that uh, trump says we can have christmas again and that's just the thing in which uh, you know when he said merry christmas people are like what the fuck you know not everyone's about christmas what about hanukkah and all that or kwanzaa or whatever you're supposed to say happy holidays So he's like, he made it an agenda now to, to combat that and say, you know, I'm bringing Christmas back, even though he, he in the past has said happy holidays and such, you know, and it's, it just goes to show you, you know, a lot of things about that. Not in the sense that if you, you know, Trump, he sucks and all that, but um, he is a reaction to what people are nowadays, like the majority, you got this whole side of people who overreact and just get too PC, you know, like if, if bro says Merry Christmas and you're like hardcore Muslim and you're not about that, um, the intent is what matters. If he's saying Merry Christmas, he's saying, you know, Hey man, have a good, day where you give gifts to each other, you know, symbolizes nothing but good, nothing bad, you know, you, you take it to Christianity side, you know, Jesus died for our sins, that kind of thing, you know, even though you put a holiday on a Druid day, whatever, but uh, the, the, the intent is, there's no malcontent, that when someone says Merry Christmas, they're just saying, hey, happy Give Gifts Day, you know, and fuck you if you're like what the fuck that's not my shit the intent was there it's not like he knew without saying you can't like and and then you could just if you want to correct the person you really have a beef about that you could say hey yeah yeah, i'm not that's not my thing but hey thank you Uh, i'm all about Ramadan, happy Ramadan, or whatever like if you if you were to come to me and say happy hanukkah i'm like oh thanks Uh, i'm not jewish but hey thanks you know You, you don't take insult to it And saying happy holidays, that's just like, that's not, I don't think that's true to the person. You know, you're just trying to catch all, be generic with everybody, you know, rather than connecting with them. If I'm like saying, hey, Merry Christmas, I'm saying, hey, I'm about Christmas. That's who I'm about. And I'm saying happy to that to you. You know, that's more personal than happy holidays, the catch all. You know, you can say happy holidays any day motherfucking 4th of July, happy holidays. You know, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm not about 4th of July, I'm about, you know, the 3rd or whatever, you know? And and, and then, back to my main point, I kind of straight off, but, you know, it seems to be Trumps just feeds off that, you know? And that's who he is. He feeds off this whole, I'm too sensitive kind of thing. And it empowers the people who voted for him, because they were just so sick of... Some of them are racist, but other people are just so tired of this whole PC thing and they want the whole system to just come down and burn because they're just sick and tired of this, this bullshit thing. At least, you know, you kind of get what you get when you're talking to Trump, you know, you got this idiot of a guy or smart guy, whatever what side you're on on that. And, uh, he says things that just piss you off, you know, and he does things that piss you off, but at least he's like in your face about it. You know, he's not like, Hey, you know, I'm a great guy. Like Obama, I'm a great guy, but I'm going to press a button and kill a bunch of people with drone attacks. You know, I mean, yeah, that's cool. And I, I like you, Obama, but you do do bad things. This guy's just doing bad things, you know. Who knows what he does on the side? That's a good thing. But, I mean, America, you got to understand, you know, if we keep pushing these whole issues like like oversensitivity, you know it, it's just gonna it's gonna grow more of this because it's pushback is he's just pushback from all the sensitivity that's going on you know yeah, we should look at the other side, but you gotta do that with him too you know the only reason he's saying that is because when he said happy holidays or when he said Merry Christmas, people try to give him shit for that but the media the narrative now is like oh look at trump trying to take over christmas you know like i mean you, you invalidate your whole story structure if you're if you're a news outlet and that's all you can do is just rag on the guy oh he didn't blink enough or oh he didn't shake hands right look at him drink water you know, that that trivial shit that you're doing it makes me think that you work for trump because it's gonna deafen you from when he's doing real shit like if he starts like firing people that are investigating him or which would be bad like Mueller you know or um, I don't know doing collusion with the Russians or something like that we got to start paying attention to that shit. not the not the shitty things that he does like oh he didn't say excuse me when he farted or he doesn't wipe his ass sideways I don't know you, but but like the, the news is literally creating a narrative, and the people are clicking. I don't know. It's like the chicken and the egg. Who who came first? Um, is it the people clicking on these news stories? Is it the people clicking on these news stories, or the news stories feeding into it? I don't know. There should be some accountability to that. I mean, if you put out good like like news that that's worthy. I think that will shape the structure of the people. Someone has to take a stand. It doesn't seem like the people are going to stand. They kind of just feed off of it. You know? I think if the news were to take a stand and stop reporting every trivial fucking thing just to get uh, ratings, I I think that's a money issue. That's really what it is. It's like they want more money. You know? Their greed. And and I think all of America is kind of weird like that. Now, like, our whole dynamic is all about money. You know? Like, even if you're working to improve your job really it is about money in the end that whole structure you know that 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 pivotal thing you know people just hungry for money and this fucking news is a direct uh representation of that because he's reporting about you know him taking about taking over christmas even though that's not what it is at all you know he's taking credit for bringing christmas back and never left <laughs> And if you truly brought Christmas back, that'd be insane. <laughs> but enough about that. <clears throat> That's all I got to say about that. Um, you know, I mean, if you're going to be hardcore against him, don't be him by being hardcore against him. Try to understand him. And vice versa, you know. When someone is... You know, like we wouldn't have a society that we have now if people just blatantly made judgments and that was it. You know, black people would still be sitting in the back of the bus, they would never have a chance to accomplish anything because we just prejudged them. Now, let's go. The, don't become the very thing you hate. You know, you got to understand both sides of the argument. That's what I'm thinking. But if you don't want to do that, then don't do it. Oh, well, you do you. But if you want to reach me, <laughs> and talk about that, I'm at the, uh, gmail.com, podcast for me at gmail.com, or the Facebook or Twitter, same name, podcast for me, um, so, this Navy Secretary, uh, he, um, he's in Afghanistan, this is a news story, motherfucker has a gun on him, right, Afghanistan, it's, a, they even make sure to let you know that it's a war an active war area, meaning you can get shot. And people are complaining that this uh, civilian guy who's over there has a gun. And what? What the fuck? I mean, he has a gun? What's wrong with that? I'm pretty confident if I was in an area where you could get shot at any minute that I would want a gun with me. Homeboy is an ex-Marine too, by the way. It's not like he's just like, you know what? I'm just not going to. Yeah, I don't know how to use a weapon. You fucking Marine, dude. You know what the fuck you're doing. Shit, I was in the Navy, and we used a Beretta. He had a Beretta, but I I had a Beretta. And I fired it a bunch of times, you know, training and all. And I'm in the Navy. I know for a fact, you know, 10, 20 years from now, I'll still know how to use a Beretta. That's just like, this shit don't go away. I mean, I won't be as good, but I'll, I'll be able to draw and know what the fuck I'm doing. And I'm just a Navy guy. I can only imagine a Marine. They're like, that's their fucking life. And so he goes into this war area. And, you know, he's, it's just him being him, doing him. And he, people got pictures like, what the fuck? Why has this guy got a gun? And people just overreacting about that. And that's why you got your Trump right there. <laughs> just overreacting about a guy in a war area having a gun. How is that a news story, you know? In other news, air is breathable, you know? <laughs> but, the, I mean, yeah, that is what they say is that. Uh, yeah, with the whole New Year's uh, thing, everything's uh, going to change. Is it going to be for the better? We don't know. But uh, a couple of laws came into play. Uh, they're going to raise the minimum wage. And uh, with that being said, uh, it's good. I, I mean, they have raised it before and they raised it again, and you got your pros and cons. You know, I got I got a list here, uh, pros and cons. So the pro, the, the pros make sense, don't they? It's the economic stimulus. You know, people having more money, they can spend more, uh, more opportunity for jobs. Now this one, I think they were just fishing for a pro. I don't really think this is a pro like uh well, you know it does actually make sense so if you're working at McDonald's and you're making you know a higher minimum wage right then you don't like it there you can go to another job and you have more choices you know you're like you're not stuck at that job because you're making the pay I guess good pay if that's good pay for you you know that's yeah you could move on so yeah I guess and you know what, I take that back well I was wrong he was uh he was kind of wasn't fishing, uh, reduce expensive for social programs. Now that I think is fishing because you're saying because people have more money, they're not going to use the social programs. That could be true. And it could not because people are all about money and they're greedy. I mean, um, because you have more money, you're going to not use these social programs like, uh, the debit card, and not debit card, EBT, which, which is like, you know, a food card, food stamps. And other social programs because of the way you make money. Like, yeah, I guess, I guess, yeah, you wouldn't qualify. But that will only that would be fleeting, and that won't last as long because it would change that to the amount. So, like, say you're supposed to make a hundred bucks to qualify for this program. And now you're making two hundred bucks, and and then uh, you don't qualify for that program anymore. You know, huh? Yeah, i am wrong i am wrong again <laughs> yeah i guess you would that is a true thing <laughs> you would it would re- reduce the expense for social programs at, at that time i think it would change differently depending on inflation and how the economy uh, is decreased turnover rate now that i okay now okay all right i know i've been wrong twice already but this one right here this is it this is right here decreased turnover rate that meaning Employees who are making a higher minimum wage feel more comfortable and satisfied in their minimum wage jobs now that now I think won't be the case I think there'll be more instances of people leaving jobs see and that counters the 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 first one the first pro where I was like uh, more opportunity for jobs if there's more opportunity for jobs then how do you have decreased turnover rate you know this, this is stupid but I think it'd be more likely uh, that's not a real thing. I think the decreased turnover rate mean is not a real thing because if I'm working at McDonald's for whatever the minimum wage is, 15 bucks an hour, let's just say, and the boss is a dick because that usually happens, you know, you're like, fuck it. I'll work at AutoZone, same minimum wage job, 15 bucks an hour. And if that guy's a dick, you can move on. But you know, it gets to a point where you kind of, you know, to understand Ooh, is the boss a dick or is it you? They <laughs> keep changing locations and shit keeps being the same. I mean, maybe maybe it isn't uh, them. It's maybe you. <laughs> uh, inflation. Um, so what they mean by that one was um, as inflation goes up, so should the wages. And that's what that is. The cons are actually pretty common sense. The pros were common sense as well. I didn't really think about it until I read it. But, you know, boiling it down, more opportunities. And that's what you want. You're going to create more opportunities for people. And uh, I guess people could spend more. But the cons, I think, outweigh the, the pros in minimum wage because I think they're more realistic and I think they will happen. more. They're more intuitive to how people react to change you know if you're making a lot of money you want to keep making a lot of money so if you have to hurt other people to do it you will that's what corporations kind of do i mean if you're telling a corporation hey raise the minimum wage oh shit man that means i'm losing this amount of money oh i'm gonna have to let people go that brings us to the number one uh con here layoffs yeah, to supplement their income to make it yeah, not supplement their income, but to supplement the loss of income that they they'll lose from you know raising the amount of money, you know they're probably gonna have to let go let go of people, which is a stupid thing because you're already making good money, and the business is moving forward and you're making profits. So because in reaction to raising the minimum wage, uh, your profits kind of dip. But is it changing your wage? Is it changing the structure? W- what is? No, it isn't. It's just you're not making as much as you were before. And that's the problem with these fucking corporations and shit. These companies, man. You, you, you have to constantly make better, more money than you did last year. So if you see it less, you have to overreact. And that's where layoffs come into play. That's just sucks. But that's the nature of people. They will do that. That is going to happen We raise the minimum wage. There's there's no such thing as like, oh man, oh man, you're right. I got to raise the minimum wage. Uh, I got to pay my employees more. Oh, you know what? I have been siphoning way too much money from this company because really I made the company. But no, no, no. The people are what helped me. Now, that's not how people fucking think. They, they're like, I made this company, me, 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 me. <laughs> I make this money. You motherfuckers are down below. <laughs> How dare you make me? Well, I'll show you. I'll fucking fire a bunch of people. That's what's going to go down. That will happen. Uh, price increases? Hell yeah! If I mean, if you can't, if you can't sustain losing people because you need people to do the actual job, then you're gonna have to increase the prices of shit that's just the way things are you know the burger is not going to cost 10 bucks opposed to six uh hiring less now that kind of goes in with um layoffs i mean if if you, if you, if you want to let go of people you, and you're not going to hire as many people shit i guess i guess that's a thing i don't really care i don't even think that's a an actual thing i think the more the big ones are layoffs and increasing prices competition will intensify now, let me read this one if minimum wage increases overly qualified individuals will be vying ver- for minimum wage positions pushing younger inexperienced workers out of the running and robbing them of opportunity to gain experience and knowledge to build a resume and sell them the workforce so let me hash this out a little so you're telling me People are going to compete more for jobs. That makes sense, though, if you think about it. Uh, you're hiring minimum wage. Usually that's your high school kid or whatever. Or just someone trying to make a buck. Now, if I got a guy who's been doing minimum wage jobs for 10 years and a high school kid, of course I'm going to hire that. So it would be harder for high school kids to get jobs as much in these minimum wage jobs. I don't think that's a real thing, okay? I just hashed it out. I just thought about that. Mm-mm um i think uh if the if there's a need th- th- there will be people to be hired yeah i don't think that will be an issue at all now if you want to argue about it let's do it but i don't i don't think that's a real real thing i could see it but no nah, not gonna happen applied inconsistency oh different states for that's a that's a weak con too i thought they would do better for cons That's just like uh, you know California will be different from Washington, so maybe people will move. (laughs) That's stupid. Uh, That's about it. That's your cons. Now it looked like there was more pros. (laughs) It's funny. I never thought I would say that. Yeah, it looks like there's more pros to raising minimum wage than uh, than cons. But I think the cons, the severity of them, are the outweigh. The pros of it, because, yeah, you're going to have people making more money. And that's only going to be for a little bit of time. And, um, yeah, I guess you'd have more opportunity to leave jobs and such if you need to, because they suck. You want to get a better McDonald's job or whatever. But, I mean, that's only for a little bit of time. I mean, these, these fucking companies are going to come up with robots and shit doing your job. A lot of these jobs could just be done with robots such. A lot of people could be replaced. And you'll galvanize the industry into doing that. That's what I think. So your pro becomes a con, you know? Like, it's, yeah, people could leave their jobs. They can also be replaced. And as a company that wanted to make more money, that's, that's what they're going to do. I mean... You don't have um, manufactured cars anymore, where people are just putting cars on a lot. I mean, they d- they do do an extent, but not like not machines do with the brunt of the work. You know, you don't have uh, milkmen anymore. You, know, you go to the store and buy milk. That's been weeded out. You know, I mean, th- these jobs are going to get weeded out, and then raising the minimum wage. I don't think that's the way to go. Uh, I'm all about. The little man, because I'm a little man, you know. I'm all about more money. I get that. And there's there's a fake one. There's a fake. Well, oh, that's bullshit move. It's so say they raised it to twenty bucks an hour, right? Minimum wage, and you're going to college, and you make twenty bucks an hour when you got out of college for your job. You 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 have this thought you know what, that's bullshit. Some minimum wage guy flipping burgers gets paid the same amount of money I do. That's socialistic. That's communistic. You know, I get it. I see what you're saying. But the problem is the way you're thinking, if you think like that. While you're bitching about the person below you, the people above you are robbing you blind. And rather than focusing on what really matters the people above you, maybe you should make more money. Maybe that's a thing. Rather than shitting on the person below you, why don't you shit on the person who's above you? Because that's really where it's at. You know, you you have a slave master situation going on, and the the slaves are are turning in on each other. That's a bit of an extreme, right? It's a lot better than back-in-the-day slaves. But, I mean, I guess it's maybe relative. I mean, do you feel like you're the master of your own fate? Or a slave to it because that's what this is. I mean, you got, you you made 20 bucks an hour, you got a Yale or whatever the fuck, doing, I don't know, associate business. I don't fucking know. You're making 20 bucks an hour and some guy flipping burgers making 20 bucks an hour. Now you're bitching about the guy making 20 bucks an hour uh, flipping burgers while you're doing this job and you went to college. Well, maybe you should make more money and maybe you should shit on the guy above you. It shouldn't have been a time in which the owner of the company made over a thousand percent of whatever the lowest guy at the company made i mean that's just ridiculous you should be making good money yes but not like leaps and bounds i mean that's just ridiculous you know but we got we let it got out, get out of hand and it seems like there's no way to cure that because i think for one for every th- time you figure a way out of it we come up with a system to Enact in a way where you have a caste system, slave master. You know, I mean, that's what it is. And you're like, oh, it's not really a slave. Well, I mean, fuck, I gotta go to work. I gotta get paid. I got, you, you have to tell me what to do. I have to do it. That's the way it is, you know? And like, if I don't do it, I, I won't be shit out of luck. And it's really hard to get jobs, you know, in this day and age. <sighs> At least when you're raising the minimum wage you're trying to create an opportunity you just leave but i I just think that if you're an owner of a company maybe you should pay your employees more you know so this wouldn't have been a problem you know you could have bleeded a little you could have you could have gave a little bit more, but you decide not to now you're being forced to the government's doing it <laughs> yeah It's tricky. I mean, did anything get better when they raised minimum wage the first time around? I don't know. Looks like prices raised up quite a bit. Is that inflation or is that a direct correlation to raising the minimum wage? These things we don't know. I mean maybe they've done a study, but they're probably a study on how the earth is fucking flat. You know? What the fuck is a study? <laughs> have you ever been part of a study? If you have. Let me know. <laughs> on uh, Facebook with uh, pay, uh, a podcast for me. And then that segueed into Slave and Master. I was thinking about it. Um, I worked with this one Indian lady. And uh, she comes from that kind of system. And it's funny too because she like yells at you. And she's not mad or mean or anything. she just, just the way she talks to you. She's like, you do this, you do that. <laughs> you know, like you just do it. And um, it, a lot of her patients... There's patients that are like that... That are from India... And they kind of like... They boss you around... like. And, and um, I actually found out that... I guess in certain parts of India... They got a caste system... Where they got... You know... Your rich people... And you got your poor people... And that's... your you're, you're the tailor people... That's what you do... You're the farmer people... That's what you do... And you know what... I have to say... I thought about it for a second... I was like... And with, at least with the caste system, you know what's up. You know, you are a slave and then you have a master. So at least you have that kind of a, not slave and master, but but like you got, you got, you're the worker caste, you know, really frees up for thought. You know, you're like, I'm part of this system, you know, because we have it now. We are in a, in a caste based system. This is that we can't, it's so convoluted that you don't know it, you know you got to go to college to get a good job. Well, how do you get to college? Well, you need money. Well, what are you going to do? Are you going to get loans? Fuck no. I mean, if you get loans, you're going to be in debt. Okay, I guess you can get some loans and push for further. I guess my parents have to pay for most of it. Uh, they're going to have to help me out. But they don't have enough money because we're poor. Well, I guess I can't go to college. I guess I'm not going to college. I guess I'm going to work these jobs. And then you're stuck. That's that's it. You're gonna be like that, and then say, you know, oh, I can, can't afford college. Uh, I'm just gonna go and, you know, take. You know, loans. Oh, I, I can't have, loans took me only this far. I need more money. Oh, my parents have money. Oh, okay. Cause they're doctors. Oh, now I've become a doctor too. Oh, see so you now, or like I'm a computer engineer. Oh, my parents are like physicians, you know, or, uh, uh, psychiatrists or something like that. You know, they got money, they helped you out and they, and you, you created a system in which the rich, you know, rich get rich and the poor get poor. I mean, that's, uh, that's it. I mean, you're going to be part of that system. And you like to say, oh, pull yourself in the bootstrap. You know, that doesn't work. That's not, that's not a real thing. Of course, out of 100 poor people, you get the one or two people that pull themselves out of the muck, you know. But the rich people, you know, you got 100 rich people, 99% of them will get to where they need to be to say maintain that status quo of being rich. Of course, you'd have the failures, the outliers, the ones who do drugs, didn't get enough. Um, uh, attention when they were kids they didn't hire a good mexican nanny That's <laughs> a funny thing too if you think about it back in the day you had nannies right and they were black people and black people were raised at the kids and the kids grew up and they became rich and now they hire mexicans that's the new the new black people you don't see them raising any um, flags or getting all angry. They're only mad about immigration. They're they're only angry about not being able to come into the country. That's about it, really. It you know, not about other things like injustices and things like that. Mm, they just want to get in the country. That's an amazing thing. <laughs> that, that, that we that we got. Let me drink this water real quick. But yeah, I mean, with the cast like system, at least you know your fucking place you know you're not confused about it i think a lot of it is that hurts people is the reality of things like you are going you're destined for this you know this is the way it's gonna be um i i guess you can get out of it but not everyone could be you know number one i guess you can have a philosophy a thought like well I, you know, why, why, why can't I be number one? And then just, but you got to have a number two and three and four. That's that's gonna happen, you know. I like to promote positivity. Yeah, why not you? But shit, man, you got to have losers to have winners. <laughs> and there's a lot of losers to winners. I mean, that's the way it's gonna be. I mean, the, the reason why I feel so good to win is. Because you lose so much, and uh, those are just realities, you know. I guess the caste system kind of puts it out there that you, there is no other way out, you know. Like it, you just accept the reality. But with with it now, there's like ca- kind of a convoluted freedom. Like you think to yourself, "Yeah, I can get out of the muck, but just try hard." I guess you could, like the one person out of a hundred. Yeah, I guess I guess hope is better than not hope. So yeah, that caste system sucks. They should throw it throw it away. I mean, yeah, you're gonna be poor. Yeah, you're gonna die poor. That can happen. But at least the one person got out of it. You know, or at least he had the chance. You know, but I'm earn the caste-based system. Are other people who are like able to get out of that muck and able to like subvert the system, cheat away? Would that be relative to? I wonder if people are just happier in that way that they think they have hope. They get, they they could be that one or in the cast basis tone. They just happier because they know. Well, yeah, I got to accept the reality. This is this. This is where I'm at. Hmm. Those are some interesting thoughts. Is it good to be the person who has hope, or is it good to be the person who accepts the reality? Hmm. Hmm. That was deep. I went deep on that one. Who are you? Are you the person who accepts reality? Or do you have hope? <laughs> oh, more about news. Damn, I'm still in the news section? Fuck. <laughs> All right. I was like, so Call of Duty uh, is a game. And there's these guys. They're they're twittering on the Call of Duty Twitter site or something like that. Like, I'm about Call of Duty. I'm going to tweet you about Twitter. about Call of Duty. And the other guy's tweeting. So these guys argue. On uh, Call of Duty. Wait, that's a fucking weird thing, right? Arguing about a video game. Who fucking does that? And, um, speaking of which, this is the first Call of Duty game that came out and my friends played it for a little bit. That's a big deal. I can't tell if it's because we're older and we're just not playing video games as much or is it that people are just burnt out on that. Yeah, I digress. I want to come back to that, though. Let me, uh, write this note down. New shit okay cool so uh uh, let's see here um well i guess they got an argument and one guy uh, did this thing called swatting and um he called in a you know a threat like hostage situation with a gun and the swat team came in there to the other dude's house and was like hey man Get out. And the guy comes out on his porch. Um, he's confused by the whole thing. They're yelling at him, barking orders at him. Fucking dude has his hands down. Puts his hands down, right? And then um, puts his hands back up. They shoot him because it looked like he went and grabbed the gun. <sighs> now, the main article is about swatting, but I really think the the truth of the matter is, man, what the fuck, Dude why'd you shoot the guy (laughs) like i mean like if you're behind cars and shit and you got guns how much damage can that one guy do i don't know i mean it seems like cops like to shoot people i know it's not as much as uh before but um they do be they do love shooting people it, it it's really because they're amped they're like level 10 when they get there they're like ah fucking they're ready to go because they think it's a hostage situation and then fucking the guy flinches and he's dead i mean would it be easier to train the entire human population to understand um orders when in a high stress environment or would it be easier to train the swat team to chill the fuck out and not be dialed to 10 and try to assess the situation just a little bit better because I can guarantee if I get random guy Bob and I fucking start yelling at him with a fucking gun, um, he's not going to really understand what the fuck I'm saying. Get on the floor. Get on the floor. And then fucking he doesn't know what the fuck he's. What's a floor? You know, If you've ever been in a high stress environment, you don't understand simple things. And here you got a bunch of dudes with guns pointed at you. What the fuck are you going to do? Yes, they think it's a hostage situation. Yes, they think it's that. They got the guy dead to rights as his hands are up. And um, like, I mean, unless this guy is like fucking John Wick, man, he ain't going to kill everybody there. I mean, he might get a shot off, maybe hurt you. I think the sacrifice of the one guy getting shot by accident. I mean, this is to say... They, they better – They, what they need to do is come out with a statistic of how many cops are dying from guys who are raising their hand to uh, going down to their waist and busting out a gun and killing everybody. They need to fucking throw that statistic out to justify going to a fucking guy's house even though they have like, I don't know, uh, a SWAT. They, You know, it's a prank call basically. They don't know and they're going over there to shoot this dude. I mean – or, I don't know, they should figure a better way. I mean, all it is is you yelling at a guy. He doesn't know what the fuck is happening. And he makes one wrong move. And Like I said, you can't train the entire uh, American population to be shit, fucking chill in a high-stress environment. It's not, I guess you could do that in schools. There you go. Or you could train the SWAT team to not fucking kill everybody. <laughs> and if that's a, if it's a thing where co- SWAT, cops are dying left and right over hands-up to hands-down from, from like, SWAT team interactions, then uh, they should release that statistic. That's the only way to save their asses. If not, man, you're just going to get more uh, people just hating you, hating the police. You kind of fucking need the police. But they are getting out of control. I hate to say it, but they are. And people are getting out of control, too, because now they don't trust the police. They don't. And that's why they don't fucking listen to them half the time. You see, I see a lot of these... um. Videos where, like, the cop says, Do this, do that, and then fucking uh, people are fighting with the cops, you know? They say, I didn't do anything, uh, and they start th- flailing their arms around. Uh, they just can't obey the, the policeman's command because they don't respect the person. And that's that's what's happening right now. Nobody respects the police because of what they've done. And there's no, they're not transparent about it. If there's if if it really is a thing where people are dying, they should let that known, or they should I don't know train better. I mean, I mean if it I mean if it costs them their pensions, I think that's what you should do. You know, maybe yeah I don't know they should figure it out. But yeah, man, I'm pretty confident I'd be dead too. You fucking tell me, raise my hand, put my hands down do this, do that. I'm, I'm confused if you put a gun in my face. I'm, I'm scared shitless. That's how that works out. So, the, um another news, the military is going to recruit uh, trans transgender people, even though Trump's against it, I guess. Now, my initial thought was um, they, sh- they shouldn't do that because in a high-stress environment, if you can't understand what gender you are, you know, I mean, there is like, I bet there is like a, a fraction of people that are really confused about what gender they are. That's like in their brain. They were born one way. they are. I, I, I do believe that, but I do think the majority of people that are coming out and are like just confused, you know, they just want attention. I really do think that. I mean, yeah, there are some people that you know identify as something, and that's what they want to be, and they, they they work it and they make it happen. But then there's some people that are just a little bit too hardcore. And I was against the whole thing. I'm like, you, if you're confused about something as simple as which you who you are, you want to be in a high stress environment like war. But I forgot they got to when they recruit you, you gotta go through, you know. You got to go through boot camp. That weeds out the confusion. If you want to be transgender or confused or anything like that, they will weed you out, you know. Now, I mean, that does bring in problems, though, I could foresee. I mean, you recruit, you get, like, a, these transgender transgender people, and they're not really transgender. They're really just – some. most of them are just, like, confused about who they are, and they just wanted attention. Or maybe they're gay, and they didn't know you know, something like that. They figured they needed to dress like a woman to attract that or a man to attract that, you know. But really, they're just sexually confused, you know. And that that's one thing. Now, when the fucking guy starts yelling at you and making you do things and shit, you get all confused and you can't handle it. You get to blame the fact that they don't want to, they don't want to respect your, your—I uh, what, what you want to identify. And I can see a lot of lawsuits and shit like that happening. 'Cause make no mistake, man, boot camp isn't about figuring out what race who you like and who you hate. Those guys are the top of the top, man. Those boot camp people, they they they're like they know what they're doing. They are not confused. They want to break you to recreate you. And they don't care about your shit, you know, your racism, dwarfism, sexism. They don't give a shit about that because war doesn't care, a bullet doesn't care when you're out there and you're fighting a war against a fucking race of people who hate your guts uh, they don't give a shit if you identify as uh, a transparent human or a uh, dragon or whatever the bullet's going to go through your head and you get to die that's it, and these drill instructors and all that, they don't give a fuck They just—they they, they want to train you to do what you're told and that's it, and that's a problem right there, being told what to do So here you are trying to identify as this or do that. Someone's trying to tell you what to do. And you're like, oh, I'm my own person. Oh, you know, fuck. You know, at that point, you're going to get weeded out. You're going to get kicked out. If you can't follow instructions, don't join the military if you can't follow instructions and be told what to do. It's not a system of fun. It's not a system of democracy. It's a system of you do this, you do that. You do what you're told. That's it. That's the end all be all, you know. And it, people have trouble reconciling that. They don't understand that kind of shit, you know. They feel like when they came in there, they need to change it, you know, change the military. The the world doesn't bend to your will, you know. When you join the military, it, it really is world, and it's not going to break. It, it, it's it's going to break you. That's what it does, because that's its function. It would be very hard and difficult if you had a military that thought for themselves, you know, hey, guys, we need to fight this war. Do we really need to fight this war? Do we need? No. No, that would be bad. (laughs) While you're debating whether or not you should fight this war or a a strategy, um, the bad guys are coming because time exists. You know, we you're fucking bitching and moaning about whether you should go into this encampment or go into this building or go into this area of the water while you're fucking bitching and moaning actual shit's happening. And they're not, they're not about the same ideologies as you. They're about to kill you or something like that. They need you to do what you need to do. And if it's wrong, it's wrong. Oh, well, it's the way it needs to be. Now, like when you fire a gun, wouldn't it be a shitty thing if the gun's like, do I really need to shoot a bullet? No, you're creating a machine to do a thing that's it and when you get this whole transgender thing going hey man that boot camp's gonna weed you out i just hope that it doesn't turn into a thing in which you know they got kicked they kicked me out because i'm transgender you know that kind of shit i could totally see people doing that the same people who like i want attention they won't say it out loud but they say i want attention i want to be a girl and shit doesn't work because the military don't give a fuck They'd be pushing you down, and you're like, fuck this. you doing this because i, I want to identify as this. <laughs> and then they kick you out, and you're like, oh, they, it's their fault, not mine. <laughs> and I could see that happening. That's probably what's going to happen. Um, net Neutrality. It's still a thing about red versus blue. Like I heard, I was listening to Joe Rogan talk about it, and... Uh, Uh, a couple other podcasts, and it was a a thing where they, I heard him say it, like an Obama thing, or a Trump thing, and it's like, it got hijacked, the whole concept of this whole neutrality thing got hijacked, and, um, yeah, it's tough, man, it it got very convoluted, you know, the way the arguments went, you know, but... (sighs) They have the power to throttle the internet. They're, they say that they're not going to, but they have the power now to do it. They just have to shape their argument into something else. They had it back then. They had the power to do that, but then they would get sued or something like that. you know. So that would get blocked. Now you got this. That's it. That's, a, that's what it breaks down to. You went on the internet... And the things that you want to see, you won't be able to see, you know. Like, Google does it on its own, too, though. Like, if you Google something, right, and uh, it used to be, you're like, best restaurants, it'd be Yelp. But now Google has its own kind of Yelp. So it it throws out its Google choices of restaurants you want to eat. So, like, in a way, they've done their own thing. But it's not throttling the Internet, you know. That's just throttling... A search engine and they have the power to do that I say let sleeping dogs lie I think this is a terrible thing that's happened and uh, I've hoped that maybe people through a comedy economy economic stability I don't know man I don't even think the economy can fix that because if you're in a certain area like for for instance where I'm at I can only have AT&T as the internet that's it so whatever they want to charge me or whatever they want to do, I have to accept that. Just like SDG&E. No matter what they do, block out power, raise the prices, I have no say in it. Does uh, ending net neutrality help me? Not really. It doesn't at all. But now they have the power to do more. They can choose what sites I can see if they wanted to, to create infrastructure. They have way more power now over me. If you want to re- regulate it, what they should have said is, you have internet wherever you want. I should be able to go to Cox Cable. I should be able to go whatever. That's that's what should have been fucking regulated, not the internet itself. But I really beaten that lens, dead horse. That's never gonna get fixed. Bad guys won, guys, and they go keep winning. That's the way things are. Accept the reality of it. Hopefully we get we invent something that fixes that cuz I think the internet was invented and it fixed a lot of things, you know, a lot more things are being seen now. It seems like now maybe a cap will be put placed. Not as many cop videos of of cops doing bad things. Maybe not as vi- many videos of senators doing bad things. You know what is weird is there has to be a thing in place that's protecting senators and congressmen because to get to where they're at man, they must have done some bad shit, you know and they probably continuously do bad shit, but they never get caught, so I always always wondered why journalists don't follow these fucking people around, they should just follow this one senator, just follow that motherfucker see what he does, guarantee he does something especially the ones who vote for net neutrality to end it all right, here we go. I want to come back to this thought that I had earlier. What was it new shit? <laughs> How come they don't make new shit anymore? They keep making the same things over and over and over. Like, why has it got to be a thing where they got to remake a movie or something like that? For instance, Marvel or Disney bought Marvel and they bought uh, X Men. They got the, the which is part of Marvel in a way. They got the rights to make X Men movies, right, and Fantastic Four and all that. And I'm, I'm like, why the fuck is it a thing where they got to reboot the X-Men series, reboot, reboot this, reboot that? Like, can they make something new? You know, like, you, you got the X-Men, might as well introduce mutants and do something else. Because there's a lot of other cool mutants, man. I mean, it doesn't have to be just the X-Men, you know. And then you could just en- envelop them into the Avengers if, if you wanted to. I just don't understand why we can't have new things. Um, they were talking about rebooting Wolverine and shit like that, and rebooting this, rebooting that. Everything has to be a reboot or a sequel of something. Like, why Why can't we have a new movie? <laughs> okay, how about games? I'll take it to games. For instance, uh, Call of Duty. They, they fucking just keep rehashing these Call of Duty games, and they got the new one, Call of Duty 2. Uh, No my bad. Call of Duty uh, uh World War 2. What the fuck, man? They already they already did that already. They already did World War 2. They did it back in the day on the PlayStation. This is PlayStation 4 now, we're about to have PlayStation 5. And all we do is keep coming out with Call of Duty games, Assassin's Creed. Why can't they just come up with a new game, you know? Like everything has to be a remake, movie-wise and shit like that shows. Rebooting Night Rider, rebooting Baywatch. You know, before Baywatch, Baywatch was Baywatch. It was a new thing. Before Night Rider, Night Rider was a new thing. That's the way it was. Why can't we have new shit? We have to remake shit. I, I really thought I had more to hash out about that, but really that's just a, compl- uh, a complaint of mine, and I don't think that's ever going to get fixed. Like <laughs> hey A, man. How many new movies that we have this year, you know? Ha! Segway! So um, yeah, let's do my top 10. You know what? First things first. Let me go on one more tangent. So uh, before I do my top 10 movies of the year, and top 10 worst movies of the year, I'm going to say uh, January 1st is uh, California will be able to uh, sell recreational weed, which is cool. Because this fucking thing that doesn't kill anybody should have been a n- normal f- part of society, but we've taken that away. And I think the reason why is because how it unlocks your brain. I mean, if you're a fucking control freak, it doesn't work well with you because you need to control every aspect of your life. So when you take it and you feel that loss of control, your body starts to fight against it. You're like, holy shit, I gotta run, I gotta do this, I gotta do that. Yes, that's that's your ego melting. And I think everyone's ego needs to be melted. I mean, once you once you can get rid of the whole thought process of who you are as a person, or you are just a person, I think you could be a better person that way. Person, person, person. That's what it sounds like. I think uh, this whole weed thing is a good thing. I think that January 1st, some shit's going to happen. I think war is going to happen. See, the shit happened in Colorado. It was a big deal, and then it went away. But that's fucking, motherfucking Colorado, population five. I'm just, you know I'm saying? We got, you got California. California is millions of people. It's like the number one economy. It has a lot of people. A lot of fucking people. I think it's smoke pot, recreationally. And um, so this first, I mean, sales are going to go through. If you're telling me Colorado was making billions of dollars within a year, what do you think a California is going to do? They make way more money. Way more money in Colorado they put out more money you know it's going to be a revolution of some sort because I think more and more people will be it's kind of weird too right because like to get weed back then you'd have to talk to a well, let's talk let's go back you had to know a guy who knew a guy I And mean, it was real shady now it was shady medically you'd have to go to a doctor he'd uh do omni-domni, you know, you 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 need weed because your back hurts, and then you pay that 300 bucks or whatever, 100 bucks or whatever, then you can get your weed, okay, and that was your outlet, now it's recreational, so Bob, he can just go into one of these places and say, I want the cushy punch, and then he'd be getting weed, boom, done, mission complete, he doesn't have to go through another person or another person. In fact, he goes to one of these spots, he can literally go, hey, what do you think is good? They all know what's up. And I think that's, there's a lot of bobs out there, let's just say. Uh, and then you got to have a lot of people smoking pot, and uh, it might change, change the structure of humanity. You know. But in reality, this is this is another thing that's real. Uh, you got that sessions, right? He's gonna he's gonna try to cut that back. Once, once it right now he doesn't know shit because he these people that do the politics only move according to uh like waves of like stories and things like that. Uh, I liken it to work. Really, like things are getting done. The only time something gets noticed is if something gets fucked up, right? Someone doesn't get their medications or something, and then the bosses come and are like, "What the fuck? Why, what is this?" And so you, they propose a new change, just because of the one person, you know. And that—that's what he's gonna do. There's gonna be a news story out there, new news stories of people waiting around the lines. You mark my words. You're hearing this on December thirtieth. 2017, January 1st, or wherever the fuck time these guys open, day one, there will be a 100,000 billion people out there. I'm exaggerating, but they'll be lined around the block trying to get into these fucking dispensaries and get in their fucking pot. And once the word gets out that these places are making shit tons of money, then the propaganda is going to come out. Sessions is going to come out. They're going to be like, fuck this. This bullshit. This needs to stop. Weed's bad for you because you can die. I mean all the fucking propaganda in the world's gonna come down on this fucking state. and that's what I mean by war. It'll be a war of ideologies. whether weed is good or bad. you know, you're gonna have, you know uh, the whole statistics of no one's ever died on weed, but then you're gonna have these people dying, drinking and driving, but they'll have weed in them, their system. You know, know this, if you, you a fat dude, you smoking weed, that shit's in you for three months. That's science. It's because the way it gets in your fat cells. But I mean, you smoke a fucking joint, say you a pot smoker every day, you know, say you chill for about a week, it's still in you you drink drive getting car accident, hey you had weed in your system. Obviously it was the weed. And that's what this is. They they did it in Colorado. It doesn't take much traction because there's a lot of backlash. <laughs> weed smokers are pretty passionate about their weed because it's a connection thing, you know. When you smoke that pot, you really are connected to something, you know. And then you really are like more communal. Like you're like, "Hey, you know, I want to hang out with people, I want to watch a movie, I want to eat, I want to do this, I want to do that." But when you dr- when you're drinking, it's kind of the same thing, but you can't get away with it as much. I like guess weed, you can't. I don't know. There's something about it. And uh, when you start try- trying to take that connection away from people, that's when people start getting fucking rowdy. You know? <laughs> that's almost like an addiction. But at the same time, I mean, sugar's an addiction. You know? Take away sugar. See how everyone gets all fucking pissy. Try stopping sugar. Guarantee within a week you want to kill people. <laughs> like, no sugar. Completely... After a, after a couple of weeks you'd be you'd be all right, but that shit's strong. Weed though, if you take weed away from somebody though, after about a year or two years or ten years, isn't that, you know, there's no after effects either. So I don't know. What The fuck am I talking about? You know. But know this, I mean, there's gonna be a shit ton of propaganda. This the state's gonna make a lot of money off the weed. There's a bunch of bullshit things that are gonna to happen to to stop this. Corporations are gonna to have to band together because, I mean, weed you really don't want to drink or anything. Maybe you want some Oreos. Oreos stocks will go up. Things like that, pizza, whatever. But the beer companies and tobacco companies—they can't have fucking that shit go away because when you do the weed, I mean, there is the outliers, but most people—they be smoking pot. They ain't gonna want They ain't gonna want to smoke cigarettes. They ain't gonna want to drink beer. They just want to chill with that shit and maybe connect at a different level that they've never connected before. And um, yeah, beer companies need you to drink beer constantly because you t- take so much to get drunk. So you buy a lot of it, you know, whiskey and all that. They're all going to come down on you. it will be a massive propaganda about how this shit is bad, how the weed kills people and shit like that. Mark my words. I prophesize that. It's 12-30-2017 right now, and I'm saying that it's going to make a lot of money. Another thing is I invested in the stocks. Now, when Colorado did this, I noticed it. I was looking at these stocks because in my head I was thinking, man, these these uh, pharmaceutical companies that are getting into the weed, you know, that that'd be a thing, you know. And the, the, there's like like-minded individuals that made these companies about it. You know, they're gonna m- invest in weed and shit. And one of them was Canavest, Canavest, and Medbox. Medbox was like a like a a weed dispensary, but a machine, kind of like, kinda like a, the old cigarette machines of old, and um, a bunch of other stocks, right? So all of a sudden I'm watching these stocks, right? And they're like two cents, three cents, whatever a share. And then when they voted to legalize that shit in Colorado, that shit jumped up to 200 bucks. It has since gone down, right? But when Colorado did it, boom, I was like, what the fuck? 200 bucks a share? Millionaires overnight, you know? And, uh, hey, yeah, man, if you you believe what I'm saying, you should invest in these stocks, the medical marijuana, MJNA, that's the California-based version of that. And, um, man, dude, I'll tell you, I think that that might do it again, and we might have a repeat. When they start seeing all the money flow into these companies like MJNA, and these are the ticker names, so when you invest, you go MJNA, and Canvas is Kind of, kind of a CNV, I think it is, and Medbox. Just research them. Just invest. Mm-hmm. Find the cheap ones and invest in them. But um well they'll shoot up. Just the news of it will shoot up. you know Buy low, sell high, guys. But uh, yeah, man, I, I really do think that's going to happen. And uh, maybe not. I have the worst luck. It really could be ra- raining uh, money and I'd be hit with debt. <laughs> All right. So. Since this is my mega edition of podcast for me, episode I don't know what I'll figure it out then. I think it's fifteen, or is it fourteen? I think it's fourteen. Fuck, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, here are my top ten movies of twenty seventeen. I'm gonna, this is gonna be my tradition from now on. Moving forward, uh, at number ten, The Founder now I did know it was top 10 earlier but I had to delete it because it just sounded shitty but here we are top number 10 the founder and that's uh, starring Michael Keaton and uh, the birth of McDonald's uh, it's about a guy who sells milkshakes who gets together with uh, the McDonald's brothers and franchises it out and then takes it over from them and it's a pretty good movie because you can see the people for who they, the way it was written is you see the people for who they are and, it, I mean, like, in, in the story, in the context of the story, it couldn't have been, like, 100% truthful. But I could see the d- directions of the characters and why they did what they did. They didn't seem unrealistic. And um, a lot of good moments in it. Like, it was a movie movie of moments that I liked. My dad coined that phrase for uh, Star Wars. But I'll, I would think this movie is a movie of moments. Like, there's an instance where... See, the guy was selling these milkshake machines in the thirties or whatever I forgot when, and um, he would go to these um, diners that made milkshakes, and they didn't have fast food in which they have it now. You know, he would go and he would order, he would try to sell the machines, and then he would have to eat at these diners, and he would eat at the diner, and it would take forever, It'd take an hour, and it would would it be what he ordered, and there was like a huge choice list and. It, it, and the people working there didn't like them. There was a lot of riffraff hanging out there, you know, k- teenagers and such. So one day he goes to McDonald's to sell the milkshake machine, and they want a lot of them. And he's like, well, that's crazy. That's crazy. So he goes to the McDonald's machi- place, and it's like a line outside the door. And it's like a small place. And he's confused by it because usually the diner is like you're either in your car Or you're at a place designated for eating or you're indoors. But McDonald's of the time was just a place that you get the burger and you eat outside. You figure out where you want to eat. And so he's standing in line. He's like, this is crazy. And this lady tells him, yeah, you know, don't worry about it. It's only, um, you know, it's it's a quick line. He gets a burger and he's like, what are the choices? It's only like burger and fries. That's it. And it was a cool, it was a cool moment I don't want to ruin it for you guys but it was, it was pretty cool and another, another moment I thought was pretty cool was that at the end of it when the McDonald's brothers lose the industry they were like uh, the McDonald's guy was talking to the other arm not McDonald's the founder guy Michael Keaton, he he's telling them see you don't get it you don't understand the thing that you have you don't understand what you've lost you don't even know what it is and' like, what is it that? That, that i lost that the most valuable thing and then he goes it's your name mcdonald's you know it's like uh it's a name that's strong and you can never you can never pull one over on the mcdonald's you know it's a good name you know and he's like the irony of that you know because he, he did pull one over on him it was a good movie though i recommend it uh whew, number nine john wick two you know why it's in there? Because it's John Wick. That was a fucking good movie. It it, it did exactly what a sequel needed to do. It uh, continued the legacy of the first one and it expanded on some ideas, and giving it uh, growth for another John Wick movie. I don't really need to get in detail about the movie. It's you know it's John Wick. Man, shit's happening. And he needs to fucking kill a bunch of people, and he does. Uh, at number eight, I got Lego Batman. It was a good movie. Hey, I didn't think it'd be good at all. I watched it on a whim. But it's one of my top ten. It was the best Batman movie of the year. And last year. And the year before that. Even though they did have Batman in movies. It was uh, it was pretty good. Uh, I'm trying to I didn't put Justice League in there. Amazing. So, yeah, I mean... That I don't, let, me, let me talk about Lego Batman It was cool because they used everybody In the Lego Batman Or everyone in the Batman franchise I thought that was a cool twist uh, it's, it's, uh, 60 years of Batman <laughs> It's all there And um, It was cool uh, There was character growth I like when I like stories where characters grow uh, And uh, it had a great ending You know uh, that's about it on that movie. Number seven, I got Logan. That was a good movie. At the end of the X Men franchise. And it should end like that. It was pretty good. I really liked it. Um, it's very depressing. It's hard to watch, but it was it, it was unsettling too. Watching Professor X or Captain McCard, you know, cursing and shit. That <laughs> that was weird, but it was good. I think more could have been done with the father-son relationship between Charles Xavier and uh, Logan, but hey, I thought it was good. I liked the little girl in it. I liked everything about it. Uh, I cried man's ears. was that good. At number six, we got Baby Driver. That was a great movie. I would liken it to Young Romance. I like how they did that. They did Young Romance and they did it well. And it was like race car, not race cars. Good driving scenes. I like the characters in it, and I like the seeding of things in that movie. They would put something in there, like, "Oh yeah, I was a wheel man." At the end of the movie, "Oh man, that guy's really good at a car." Oh, because he said he was a wheel man. I like the characters who are just complete characters onto themselves. Like, "I'm I'm ready to die every day, motherfucker." <laughs> I like that guy. Uh, it was it uh, Jamie Fox? He was pretty good. They had John Hamm, great actor, and the relationship between the baby—I guess his name is—and the and the girl—I can't remember her name. It's been a while since I've seen that movie, but the way it, it, it sparks off and it goes—I mean, it was good. It was really good. They were into each other because they're young, and but the way they when they talk to each other, it was very organic, you know. And it, i, I don't know, man. I really thought it was good, and Kevin Spacey's in it, so watch out. <laughs> Uh, Number 5 I got Let's see here Get Out And I was kind of torn by that Because I Between My number 5 And my number 4 You know It's weird Because I like to say I like movies by How much I'll watch them again And um, Get Out I'll probably not watch again Maybe I'll watch it again Maybe not I don't know But it was just so It was just so good that had to be one of my top 10, even though I might not watch it again. I'll, every movie I've mentioned so far, I've watched over more than once, except for Baby Driver. But I probably will we'll watch Baby Driver again. But uh, but Get Out, although I probably won't watch it again, maybe, I don't know, it was good because it was different. It was like a Twilight Zone movie, you know? And um, it had a lot of symbolism in there, you know? Like, for instance, there's a part where the good guy. He's black, and, and the whole movie's race uh, uh, centered, you know, and uh, he's he literally gets cotton, he picks cotton out of like out of a couch, and puts it in his ear, which ultimately saves his life. He picks cotton to save his life, and that was done in there on purpose, you know, like as an irony, if anything. But it was a really good movie. I really recommend it at least once. Some people didn't get it, so I really I really do think that if you do watch it, go in uh, maybe not sober but more awake, you know. Like weed I recommend, but if you're drinking, make sure it's not at the late hours. Maybe maybe have a little bit of drink, but I, I'm pretty sure if it's 10 o'clock at night and you've already been drinking, you're not going to enjoy that movie. Unless you're hardcore alky, uh, and then number four is Wonder Woman, and I watch Wonder Woman a lot already. It's a really good movie, really good. Um, it, how do I explain this? Uh, that the, there's great moments in that movie. The story was well. I like the character growth. The plot twist at the end was crazy. Um, they didn't explain a lot of shit. Like you watch this movie and then you watch Justice League, and it's like the difference between night and day i mean the director of that movie knows how to create and structure a story you know and it was really good as opposed to justice league which has to explain everything to the audience this one didn't explain as much i mean they they do and they don't but uh they didn't uh waste a lot of time in this movie um and my favorite scene is No Man's Land when they go. That's No Man's Land. No one can go there. I think they should have pushed the more death, and the more um, more death and war, and uh, the um, what, what am I trying to say? Survivalist, uh, uh, the desperation of humanity. Especially Chris Pine really plays a desperate character. That guy is a good actor. Chris Pine really should play desperate characters more i mean the way he was like we don't deserve your love but we need it <laughs> or some shit like that you know at the very end he's trying to talk to a god and tell tell the god you know hey man we need help <laughs> shit we don't deserve it, but we need it and uh, i like that character he was uh, too bad he's dead oh well but um man chris pine man the movie is centered around gal gadot and she is the wonder woman and she is the center of attention she's the main character and she obtains that that and to put Chris Pine like any other character would fucking suck at this but they got Chris Pine and he holds his own to a character who is better than him in all ways and he holds up and it's pretty cool they even have a little moment of him trying to smooth over this one girl and then he just goes goes to shit when he sees Wonder Woman I mean that was well done I mean damn I applaud you Patty Jenkins that was a really good movie (laughs) and um you know, I, I knock it every now and then saying, you know, she's doing dude things, but it really was a good movie. It truly was, you know, it'd be kind of dumb if they made Black Canary, another female character, the same kind of woman. Cause that's, those are two different characters and she's not a, like a dude bro, you know, but you know, I can see them doing that. Like watching this movie, I hope they don't take the dynamic of the woman has to act like this. You know, there's many aspects to a man and there's many aspects to a woman. But because the fame of this movie, I hope they don't take the I, I wouldn't call them the negatives, but the, the parts where she's fucking people up and shit like that. And making that the movie because this movie isn't about her fucking shit up, even though that is cool. What really highlights this movie is the way the character is written and the way Gal Gadot portrays the character, and the and the and the, um, the extras too. Like you really actually care about the other people as well, and they they the supporting characters add to the story. So it was like a really good thing. Like movies start to fail when it just centers around the one person, and the supporting characters don't work at all. They can't help at all. They're just there, you know, and that makes the movie kind of shitty, you know. Like, I don't know, these guys weren't weak sauce, dude. They, but I, <coughs> I hopefully, hopefully that Patty Jenkins, she's good, but hopefully the producer, and if I can interrupt this whole process, because I feel like if someone else were to take the sequel reins, uh, they would have made it more beefed up, more fighting, more blood guts, men being more weak, if anything, and then that's just that's no bueno because this is it's too much you know just make a good movie and not push an agenda and then don't try to copy what you've done before and uh yeah sometimes it could be good sometimes it'd be bad it's up to the director but wonder woman number four yeah yeah and then uh number three spider-man mm, i love that movie that little kid oh he's good gonna do with that spider-man thing (sighs) freaking uh what i like about it was michael keaton as the bad guy he was really good um he was bad guy you can understand spider-man was cool too you can understand that kid it works better too because in the comics spider-man's really an adult and uh it's until recently that they made him a kid like uh in the ultimate series and i think that spider-man works better as a kid it, well, in this in, introducing him this way, I think works better, as opposed to having a fully formed adult. Because with an adult, you kind of like this there's only so much growing, but it's cool watching a kid grow, become like a like a proper hero. I hope they go full arc on him in the sense that he's starting to get the ropes, and then he becomes his own man, learns from his mistakes, and then passes on that knowledge. I hope they they go that direction because because That Secret Wars was tight. (laughs) There's a comic book in where Spider-Man beats up the X-Men, okay? And he was running away. And he was top shit. Like, everyone understood Spider-Man was the dog, man. Because right now, Spider-Man starts, in this movie, he is weak sauce. He just gets the better of the bad guys, which is cool, and it's well-written. But, I mean, it would have been shitty if, if he just stays weak all throughout the series. That's pretty stupid. I want him to be top dog. You know, a kid who grew up. Um, and number two, Thor Ragnarok. Now that movie is my number two because it made me laugh hysterically. I liked it tremendously. I want to watch it again and again. It's a great movie. I don't need to get into the intric intricities, intrinsic I can't use words right now. I don't want to get into why it was so good. It just watch it. And um yeah, Wonder Woman was a better written movie. But I like Thor more. What can I say? Thor real. They took a movie. They took a character I thought was stupid, Thor. Um, I, how many Thor comics do you own, guys? <laughs> and then they made a movie about it, and it's really good. Well done. I applaud you. Uh, and good acting, I thought. I don't know. It was a really good movie. I'm going to see if I can find that online. Uh, I mean, to pay for it somewhere. Yeah. Anyways. That was a good movie. And then my number one was Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. That was my favorite movie because it gave me all sorts of emotions. Happiness, sadness, laughter, all that. I was laughing out loud. I was crying out loud. That movie (laughs) was so good. I don't want to go into the details of the movie, but it was really good. There's parts where I I was bawling, man. I, I, I really, man. Hit deep. Shit cuts deep. And I like the characters. I like the venture. It was a real good space adventure. Uh, It it seems like they got the essence of Farscape and put it into a uh, two hour movie. And everyone watch Farscape because that's a great movie. You just got to get past that first season. That's all I got to say. Get past that first season. I promise you a nice ride. A show that's really good for four seasons and a movie. All right. That was my top 10. What are your thoughts? What are your top ten? Let me know uh, on the Facebook.com. You can leave me a comment on the SoundCloud. You can give me a review on the iTunes, on um, podcast for me. All right, and then we'll end it with this: my ten top ten worst movies of 2017. Here we go. Number ten: Ghost in the Shell. I, you know, like I liked how it looked. It was a great movie. I'm a fan of the the anime. Uh, not that not the original anime. It was too heady. But uh, when there's a show, standalone complex, and when it gets deeper into it, I think that was a better show. And I think Ghost in the Shell onto itself would have been a better TV show than you could do a movie because of the way. That movie's written, I mean... Or that movie. The way that the story concepts are. I mean, the identity of self. What Are you a person? What is a person? Are you, Is it just body and parts? What happens if you put your mind inside of a robot body? What the fuck are you then? Is that you? How about if I cloned you? And you had your own brain, you know? What happens if we're in a simulation? I mean, a lot of these questions are in there. In that, that, that anime. And they made a movie. And in the movie... It seemed like they were too busy trying to recreate uh, imagery from the anime. And we live in a day and age of marvels where you make CG anything, you know, and it looks pretty cool. But people are, I don't know, they're full of all of this. You know, their stomachs are full of watching cool animations and things like that. It's just not going to work. What people want is that plus story. That's what gets you the accolades, and that's what they should have focused on. As a very strong story-driven uh, anime, it's not more about the images, even though it did look cool <clears throat> for its time. It's more about the story and the characters and the identity of self and all this philosophical bullshit. You know? That's what the fucking heart of Ghost in the Shell was. That's why it's on my ten top ten worst movies of the year, because they had a great product. They just didn't know how to bring it to fruition. And people were all hung up about whether or not she was Japanese or not, you know? at the fuck, dude? Uh, I think if they focused more on the story as opposed to visuals, it would have been an epic movie of epic proportions. In fact, maybe they should have lowered the budget. Maybe they shouldn't have used Scarlett Johansson. Because they got a movie called Primer. And that's low budget as it gets. There's like two or three actors in that whole movie. and All, that, all it is is talking and but the story is so good i've watched that movie 10 times over and it's because of the the high concepts of the stories like who is self i mean like if if you go back in time are you you or is it the person back in time you or are you both of you what is you you know things like that i mean it deals with those kinds of thoughts it deals with time travel in a weird way i mean that's what ghost in the shell should have been like not like time travel but more story driven it should have been like low key Some CG stuff. But you're just too busy trying to create uh, visuals. And you lost track of what you had. The product you had. Now they're going to come out with this uh, battle angel. Angel Alita or whatever the fuck. But it's James Cameron. So it should work. Because he's good. He's good at story structure. He's really good at stuff. But at the same time man. I mean if you just keep focusing on visuals. And not story. Your shit's going to fail. Um, number 9 emoji movie. That movie was just fucking terrible. There's no r- rhyme or reason. It's just fucking terrible. God, it was like a piece of shit. It should be my number 1. Um Yeah, it should be my number 1. I don't know. Fuck, my top 10 isn't really that great because there's 10 p- movies that I hate almost equally if not more than the others. I don't know. Fuck. That's stupid what I just said. Yeah, the emoji movie is about eat. <laughs> what the fuck pitched this? Uh, emoji icons and they have a story, and then they're trying to help at the same time. That's the a plot. The this emoji econ, uh, icon is supposed to be sad face, but he's not sad or or meh. I guess he's the meh face. I have no idea. And but he has different faces, and that's weird. And uh, uh, he's trying to be like his parents, but it doesn't work. He wants to be himself. It's a whole identity thing, but at the same time, this kid's trying to get with this one girl, and through the emo icon, he's he learns how to be just himself, because he's everything. The fuck ever. Oh, it's a terrible movie. I want to puke. Uh, number eight was uh, Najago. I was bored. It was a boring Lego movie. Was, <laughs> you had the Batman movie, that was great. The Ninjago movie, that was terrible. I fell asleep a couple times. You know what? I have to watch it again. Maybe maybe it's not that bad. I don't know. It was boring. And I watched the TV show with my kid. I love it. Spinjitzu and all that. And they had like cool moments, you know? It's like they had a concept. Uh, it was like, oh, okay, yeah, the you have these inspire, as, uh, aspiring writers, right? They're really good. But they never got their chance. So they, they, they just need to make money. So they go, hey, you gotta make a, uh, a fucking show about Legos. We're like, fuck, okay. So <laughs> they make the best story they can with this fucking Lego movie, and it's really good. So there you go. Uh, number seven, Pirates of the Caribbean. Uh, Dead men tell no tales. Lies. Oh, that this garbage movie. They just keep making sequels. They need to stop making sequels. To these movies. <laughs> these are terrible movies. They just keep making them. You know, I don't even know what the fuck happened. You know, the fucking. Johnny Depp sucks and he's lost his way and he sells his compass and that makes it so this bad guy can catch him and uh it's just it's just garbage oh uh it's a garbage movie and number six it's I can't articulate these, these movies because they're so bad I don't want to I won't put any thought to them I just really walked out of the theater thinking Why the fuck did we watch this This is such a terrible movie <laughs> It's like I don't even know what happened You just watch it because you watched The other ones before it But there's no truth to it There's no character development Um and You should expand on other characters They don't do it It seemed like they were trying to push Um younger characters but they didn't give them enough time they had too much johnny depp i mean it's like they tried to reboot the, the series it just didn't work out all right number six the mummy Yeah, tom cruise i didn't think it was possible tom cruise could be in a shitty movie because he's such a good actor and he has so much oversight this movie was garbage dude it was just a bunch of random things happening and, like, the mummy didn't really factor in that much. I mean, the, I guess she was the main villain, but she wasn't very mummy-like. And then he becomes a, the god of death at the very end of the movie. I thought that was the only coolest thing. I'm like, oh, he's the god of death now. Cool. Uh, spoiler, but fuck that movie. And they ruined the franchise. They were going to try to do a monster universe but because they need to copy other franchises and connect movies, but Whatever. Uh, number five as uh, I put The Dark Tower. Really? I only really put number five of The Dark Tower in my disappointment. I really wanted to like it. They had character people I like. I like Idris Elba. i a bromance for that guy. I like Matthew McConaughey. I'm all about that guy. But they didn't give him enough room to breathe. I mean, the, the movie was... There was so much going on there. Uh, the, the, I don't know. They really couldn't... They really couldn't push that movie forward. I, I, I really I really think they had a trouble they had trouble with the sh- the sheer scope of how much of the movie comes from these books. There's like twelve books or something like that from the Dark Tower series. And it's hard to encapsulate all of that into uh, into a movie and condense it. But what they should have did, and I they did make their own story because the Dark Tower onto itself is a new story is um they really should have focused on the main character and not the kid and grow him up, like make him learn from his mistakes. And then that would make him a complete character. So, and then have the villain at the same way, trying to do the same kind of thing, make him, he's growing to become whatever he the fuck needs to be. You know, as a villain, he's just some bad dude coming down, being bad. You don't have an understanding. You don't want to know who he is. You don't know why he is. But if you had an understanding of why he's bad, it would have created a better tension for when when the good guy kills him. You're like, fuck, he, he uh, sucks. You know, but he had to die. You know, you know. I don't know. That movie was badly written. Yeah, right. It really, if you if you had just made that character a little bit more. I don't know, trying to do something, become better by taking over the world. I don't know. It just seemed like he was just mindlessly being bad, just so he could bring the darkness from outside the universe in, I guess. And then you get the main character and a little boy, and they're growing together. I don't know. It just wasn't done right. I really wanted her to like that movie. It just didn't work. Maybe I should come up with a how I would have fixed it. <laughs> Uh, thing. All right. Um. Okay. Ooh, the Planet of the Apes? though. yeah, Planet of the Apes. Then the new one. I didn't like it at all. Uh, it was terrible. Um, you think? What were the apes doing? Yeah, it was boring. It was a boring fucking movie um yeah that's about it it was weird when they sign language to each other too it was like uh the guy would uh sign like move his hand open and close his hand and that meant hey how you doing rocket i'm like how the fuck you get rocket (laughs) (laughs) the fuck how did how did he get that name he just moved his hand i don't know it was a boring movie though I, i can't articulate it much i just know that i will never watch that movie again or maybe i will and still hate on it Number three, Dunkirk. Hated that movie. It was very pretentious. You know, I mean, it's like, hey, I'm a smart guy. Look, I made this movie. It's cool. No, you didn't. You make no movie. You had a movie about uh, a movie where shit's happening in land, sea, and air, but not really. Nothing was happening in land, sea, and air. That's what it was. What I think uh, failed that movie was two things. One, they couldn't uh, create a narrative with one character because they wanted to do some trippy thing. Where they're doing uh, stories and e- at different uh, vantage points, w- which didn't connect it to, to to a main story. I think if they had just one character who intercedes all three parts of the story, like like he's like critical to that to that part, and it would have been cool if in one part he's a good guy, and one part he's a bad guy, and one part he's a good guy. That would have been cool, you know. It just so happens the circumstance of where he was at in that time. I don't know, maybe. I I think it was just a uh, it, was, it was it was it wasn't a well-conceived thought. Here, he, it's like the guy was like he was like this is this is a uh, Christopher Nolan. He's like, you know, uh, I think we should do something about Dunkirk or something like that. I Maybe mean, he was watching a history documentary and he wanted to do a story, and then he couldn't think of a story, so he created a, a, a weird kind of a let's show this at different vantage points. I don't know. It was a mess of a movie because there wasn't much, much of the characters doing anything. Like, like they had characters on the land and they were trying to get off the fucking island, and they weren't talking much and they weren't emoting well. They were like, "Hey, man, let's go here." They're just doing things. They're just trying to survive. You know, survival movie. It's like you didn't know what it wanted to be. And they had like little situations on the boat. I don't know, man. He did such a good. If you watch *Memento*, that's such a good movie. I'm trying to think of a movie that does the same kind of thing that builds momentum while shit's happening. But it it didn't. There's things happening, and you don't care about any of them. And then people are pretentious in the sense that they're like, oh, that movie's good, you just didn't understand it. I'm like, no, bro, I don't think you understood it. You just think you did, because it's it's one of those Christopher Nolan movies. You want to think you're smart. You watch Interstellar, that's a great movie. You watch... The Prestige, that's a good movie, you know. The Batman movies were good, you know. Yeah, especially that Dark Knight. That's such a good movie. Dunkirk. And then number two is Transformers. Uh, Age of Extinction, is it? Night? Nightfall? Warrior Knight? Night of Cybertron? I don't know. That Transformers movie was terrible. I gave my son the choice of Cars 3, which was a great movie. Not my top ten, but a great movie. Or Transformers. He chose Transformers. So I'm in theater watching this fucking movie that's garbage. There's this shit happening left and right. If you, Oh my god, it was so terrible. Like, oh, I want to vomit. Watch that movie. Understand what trash is. But they're going to make more because they make money. So they're going to make more of these fucking piece of shit movies. And number one. And my top number one movie, worst movie of the year of all time is only the worst movie of the year because of the ruined potential that it could have been. And that's Star Wars 8. Ooh, mic dropped. I would drop my mic, but it's heavy and it would make a loud sound. That is a terrible movie. No, it is. I keep saying that. I did like some parts. My dad called it a movie of moments, and I agree with them. There's moments that I liked, but like it shouldn't. It should be a movie I liked altogether. It wasn't, and I think that if they just had a fight scene at the very end between Luke and Luke and um, whatever the fuck, or Ray and whatever the fuck, at the very end. It would have been saved. Because there are parts in that movie's that is like, why are we doing this? At first I'm like, oh yeah, we're doing this because of that. And then nothing happens. I'm like, well, you just wasted our time watching that. You know? And characters not telling every. I mean, there was parts where if you had just said a couple of words, shit would have got done. I don't know. The only thing I liked from it was... Poe learns a lesson. Poe Davern. He learns a lesson. Uh, Ray. They really fucked her character up, too. They Instead of growing her character, I feel like they diminished her character, which she was a strong character in that the first movie, The Force Awakens. I, w- I recently watched that movie, and it's such a better movie. J.J. Abrams knows what he's doing. Let's just say that. And it feels like this Ryan Johnson guy is like he came in and he's like i'm gonna destroy all that is good and make a prequel movie basically like he took apart like all the cool parts like uh kylo ren wears a helmet he's like a darth vader kind of guy uh he destroys that shit in the second that movie um i don't know they killed snoke they built up this this bad guy and killed him you know right away and uh which works i think I, i mean it's workable and uh every every little story plot in part one was destroyed, you know, like Ray's parents supposed to be someone mystical. But then they uh did this thing where her parents came from trash, which I liked. They could have worked, but Ray didn't feed off of that, you know? And yeah, they didn't write that character to feed off that. You know, although I knew my parents were bad, I choose good or some shit like that, man. That fucking movie, dude. And Luke Skywalker, he got this awesome guy and doesn't do shit it and with some cockamamie thing where he can like force project himself and he could touch things but then he can't touch things this is stupid shit and then uh what else i hate about that movie i don't know star wars um there's like two battle scenes in space there's only one lightsaber fight um, and it's not that great, and the choreography, uh, choreographness of it, the fight choreography. Uh, I don't know, I'm not saying words right. The movie was terrible. They couldn't fight right. They didn't know how to fight. Um, I don't know who the Kylo Ren guy that Adam Adam Strong, Adam Savage. I don't know that guy. Why couldn't they have put stand-ins or something like wear his mask so he could fight good? He fights terribly with that lightsaber. Did you not watch like Star Wars? They they had good fights. That's like the only thing that was good. You know, it's another thing is Ryan Johnson. I was looking at my Facebook. It said that he enjoyed the prequels. And I'm like, oh, that's not good. And lo and behold, here you are. Uh, I'm pretty sure that people's love for that movie will fade. Because of the squandered potential. Because I think this third movie is going to be the best. Because J.J. Abrams has to really bring it up a notch. He's got to undo everything. I think the third movie should should start where... um, What's his name? Finn wakes up. It turns out that whole second movie didn't even happen. <laughs> Anyways, that's my top ten worst movies of the year. Um, if uh, you have your own top ten list, let me know. Uh, you want to hash it out, let me know. On the uh, podcast for me, at Facebook.com or Twitter, same name. Uh, I'm on the SoundCloud. I'm on iTunes. Comment there. Uh, review. Give me a give me a, give me a review on the iTunes. That'd be great. Or SoundCloud. Share away. Download and share away. I don't even care. And with that, I mean, hey, let me leave you with some things. Understand the other person, right? Don't just judge. Invest in some marijuana stocks. Uh, you can do it with Sharebuilder. Well, I think it's Capital One now. And uh, MJNA. Do that. Buy a hundred shares, buy a thousand shares, buy a million, whatever. And if the investment doesn't work out, oh, well, I mean, shit, that sucks. But that's like a lottery. You know, you don't know. (laughs) And uh, do more. Do better than you did yesterday. Be a better person. i tell you. i tell you all this because we all should strive to be better people as, as we get older in life. Even the day you die, you just want to be a better person. And uh, as I say, uh, uh, hey, you never know. Stay frosty, everyone. the devil and the devil is